0: Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host, Natalie Green, and I'm so happy to have you here today. For this week's episode, I wanted to discuss the mental and physical effects of shame. We're all very familiar with shame from probably a very young age, but really diving into the topic of that emotion and how it has such large effects on us, I think is something that we probably don't have very many conversations about or don't think about. So that's why I want to discuss that today. But as per usual, we will begin with what I've been into and what I've been up to. So what I've been into. Now, this is something similar to the body dry brushing in that I've been doing this for a while now, and that is Duolingo. Now, this is not sponsored at all, but I really wanted to brush up on my Spanish, something that I've taken classes for since high school, since like middle school, college even, and it's nowhere near where I'd like it to be. So for the last two years now, I think I've been doing Duolingo for almost every single day, at least every day that I am home for sure. And I try to even do it when I'm not home, but I've been doing Duolingo Spanish and I recently added on French. My boyfriend speaks French fluently and I wanted to learn French to impress him. I'll be the first to admit I am, uh, you know, I'm still going to try to impress my boyfriend even though we've been dating for almost five years. It's a long time. But yeah, so I wanted to try to learn French. It's hard. It's close to Spanish, but it's not the same. And I sound really dumb when I'm trying, but you know, I'm trying. So Duolingo, it's free and I recommend it to everyone because honestly, It has helped me take my Spanish to a new level, especially if you're someone who has taken previous classes in that language or you have a bit of background knowledge on it, it's really good to cement those concepts you already know. It's a little bit harder if it's a language you've never taken before or don't understand as well, just because school curriculum is much more thorough, honestly, because you have homework and everything. But if it's a language you're somewhat familiar with, I recommend the free app Duolingo. You can purchase it as well. I think there's a subscription. I don't do that. But again, not sponsored, just something that I've been working on for like two years now. What I've been up to, if you're listening to this in real time, I am currently in Rhode Island visiting my boyfriend's family. I've been traveling again so much, and I am so blessed to be able to, and this will probably be my last big trip for the summer, so I'm very excited to technically be here, and I'm sure I'll have lots to share on the next episode. Following up on last week's topic of not caring about the opinions of others, I thought I would discuss the effects that shame has on us. Now, these are two different topics, as shame is defined as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior, while last week's episode was more geared towards following your own path in spite of the opinions of others. Shame or embarrassment can be intertwined, but the embarrassment I was talking about last week did not have to do with shame. It had to do with the hesitation we might have to follow what we believe to be true to ourselves and who we want to be. Now that I've made that distinction, let's learn a bit more about something I'm sure we are all very familiar with. It has been thought that throughout our human development, shame played the same role as trying to fit in. But this is more closely tied to shame's close relative, guilt. Here is the difference between the two. While shame attributes the negativity to ourselves, I have done something wrong, guilt attributes the negativity to the activity, I did something wrong. So a person likely wouldn't do something the group frowned upon because they viewed the action negatively or knew they would feel guilty afterwards and of course out of fear of being ostracized. While guilt was a constructive way of keeping us out of trouble throughout the ages, shame wasn't so constructive. While shame might have its place in our everyday life, like telling your child you are ashamed of them for stealing a piece of candy or cheating on a test, it isn't meant to be something that sticks around. When we find ourselves feeling shame for things that we have done, that we have tried to fix or apologize for and have happened in the past... These emotions can have both physical and mental effects on us. It can become a burden that we can't seem to get rid of. Shame becomes an issue when we internalize it and connect it to our sense of self due to a harsh inner critic. According to psychiatrist Peter Bregan, a few self-defeating shame reactions might look like feeling rejected or inadequate. Feeling you can't be your true self or not sharing your thoughts because you are afraid of being embarrassed. Always wanting the last word or feeling like you are never being treated with respect. Feeling like an outsider and that you are different or left out. Wanting to shut people out or withdraw. Being more worried about failure than doing something immoral or dishonorable. A few behaviors that people might do when feeling shame are not looking others in the eye, slumping their shoulders, not being able to act spontaneously. Shame can be viewed in four main categories. Number one, unrequited love. This is love that is one-sided. While romantic love may be the first idea that pops into your mind when you think of unrequited love, it is also very much present in the familial love as well. If the love one feels towards another is not reciprocated, it can lead to a deep feeling of inadequacy or asking why we aren't good enough. Number two, unwanted exposure. This is typically when one draws attention to oneself unintentionally and in a way that they don't want to. For example, you trip in front of your whole class on the first day of college or you brought the wrong material to an important meeting thinking it was exactly what you needed. Number three, Exclusion. Being excluded from social events and other social interactions can make us feel ashamed and embarrassed. We are social creatures in nature, so being left out doesn't feel good. Number four, disappointed expectation. When things don't go as planned because things work out differently or relationships change, we can feel shame that it didn't work out. A consistent theme in all four types of shame is feeling inadequate. Following up on this, I know a lot of lists, I'm sorry, are four typical behaviors that follow feeling shame. Number one, behaviors to cope or conceal. These behaviors involve making oneself feel smaller, trying to avoid the attention and not sharing yourself. Number two, behaviors to repair. These behaviors are more self-serving. If you have done something wrong or made a mistake, you will likely try to justify your actions to yourself and then follow up with gestures to apologize to those that you have wronged. Number three, a hot response. This is typically a spur-of-the-moment reaction. This is when we lash out and act in a defensive manner, trying to shift some of the attention or shame to the other parties involved. Number four, avoiding shame or being discovered. These behaviors try to shift the attention to their emotions and react in ways such as crying, avoiding conflict, or apologizing profusely. I know I have shared a lot so far, and there are many subcategories of shame, but I do also need to mention the difference between toxic or chronic shame and healthy shame. Toxic shame is shame that has taken a root in our sense of self. It is when you think that there is something inherently wrong with you and that you are inadequate. It is not a feeling that comes and goes. It is a part of one's sense of self. Healthy shame, on the other hand, helps you to laugh at yourself or to not take yourself too seriously. It helps us have humility. Here is a personal story of healthy shame that I was able to experience during my first week of my very first professional internship. So picture this. All of the interns and our intern managers were sitting down in one of the main conference rooms in our office building to go over summer expectations. I was wearing a business pencil skirt and when I went to sit down very quickly on a leather chair, I don't know if any of the other ladies have ever experienced this, but when I sat down very quickly, the forts shot air through my legs and made a huge fart noise. Like, so loud. And then, to make matters worse, I said to everyone in the room, I swear I did not just fart. And the only person that laughed was the girl sitting next to me. And that was not, not the way I wanted to paint myself for the first week of the internship. And it was not... The attention that I wanted. I definitely felt ashamed looking at that unwanted exposure, but I definitely couldn't take myself too seriously after that. I also do that sort of thing all the time, aka doing something embarrassing and then opening my mouth to accidentally make it worse, but I don't internalize that shame. There are, of course, more serious examples I'm sure we have all experienced with feeling shame. But let's get more into the effects of shame. Some of the mental effects of shame can be anxiety, depression, social withdrawal, or it can cause you to pull yourself away from people. It can, of course, lower your self-esteem. It can lead you to act pompous or cocky as a defense mechanism or to pretend like you don't feel worthless. You might become an overachiever as to avoid the feelings of shame. You might become a people pleaser. You might develop anger issues or feelings of loneliness. But toxic shame doesn't just wreak havoc on your mental health and social life. It can also have physical impacts. It can lead to oversleeping or the inability to sleep. It can lead to stomach pain. It can lead to overeating or loss of appetite. It can lead to addiction and it can lead to codependency. So now that we have heard all about shame, how it presents itself, and the mental and physical effects it has on us, let's get to the good part, how to handle shame. Number one, acknowledge your thought process. Like I mentioned last week, you can't become who you want to be or reach the goals that you want to reach without first acknowledging where you currently are. Sit with your thoughts on why you are feeling shame. What triggered the emotion? Was it something that you did? Was it something someone said? Why do you feel shame about what you did or said? Try to understand where the emotion is coming from and don't try to reason your way out of feeling bad from the get-go. Let yourself feel the emotion. Number two, work to reframe your thoughts. Now, if you're starting to toxic shame spiral and attribute all of the negatives to yourself, This is when you need to stop and rework your thinking. Do you really believe that you're worthless or not good enough? Or have you just let your mind run rampant? Don't let your emotions run the show. You choose whether or not you want to get on that particular emotions train. Don't let your emotions take you wherever they want to go. Number three, cultivate compassion. This goes both towards others and yourself have more compassion towards others and be comfortable accepting compassion and kindness from others. No one is perfect. We all make bad decisions sometimes, so try to have a bit more compassion and you'll hopefully see it come back towards yourself too. Number four, remember your unconditional love that you have for yourself. Be your number one fan. Know that you are good enough. If you make a mistake or hurt someone, make sure that you do all you can to right that wrong, acknowledge your feelings, and move on. There is no reason to hold on to the past as there is nothing you can change about it. All in all, we experience shame throughout many different circumstances in our lives, and that's just a fact. The key is you can't let that shame define you. You are not your emotions, there are but fleeting thoughts in the thousands that we have each day. Now, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please like, share, give a follow, and again, share with any family or friends you think might enjoy this week's topic or the podcast in general. I will end with a quote from Dr. Brené Brown, a frequent author who is quoted on this show, and she says, "'Guilt is just as powerful, but its influence is positive.' While shame's is destructive, shame erodes our courage and fuels disengagement. Now with that, I thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and keep consciously blooming into your best self.